fellow supermom, I'm glad you're here. This is the special needs supermom podcast. The glass of wine for your mind. Your tribe where you can relax, unwind and get stronger and more confident about your superpowers. I'm Nadine Villeur, your host, supermom of an autistic wonderboy and a supergirl battling juvenile arthritis. All while being a military spouse and international entrepreneur. Enjoy your glass of wine. Why and how you should talk about war with your child. Hello fellow supermoms. In this episode of the Special Supermom podcast, I talk about why and how you should talk about war with your child. Especially your anxious and special needs child. No matter the age. I'll give you some easy tips on how to talk about war with, you know, either your young child or your teenager. Well, first of all, why? Why would you talk about something as awful as what's going on in the Ukraine right now? Why upset your child? Is it not better to protect them from, you know, nasty things like this? Simply turn off the radio or the TV the moment it's on? Well, no. First of all, children hear way more than you think. Two, they see a lot too. Three, they're not stupid. And four, fear feeds on not knowing, not having information. You know, kids, however small, notice, you know, that we are talking anxiously uh to each other about what's going on uh, asking each other how oh, did you see the news did you see that bomb going off uh, things like that and if you dismiss them when they ask oh what's going on and you're like oh it's nothing nothing you know go on and play seriously apparently it is something because you're talking and whispering about it all the time Now, it must be something really bad, really scary, if they're not allowed to hear it. If you keep your kid in the dark, they will only become more anxious. Fear feeds on not knowing what's going on, not having control. Like I said, you know, your kid will notice that you suddenly turn off the news, that you suddenly shut up the moment they walk into the room. Uh, They notice it if you cry. They notice it when you're upset. And even when you're two or three year old. You must have noticed it in totally different situations that you, you know, might have hurt yourself or you're upset about something. And your two or three year old just sees that you need a hug. Things like that. So, and you know, we had the situation here with Wonderboy. Uh, who just turned 18. So he was afraid about two things. One, that his dad would be deployed uh, suddenly. And is that realistic? Well, yes and no. And I say yes and no because you never know, of course. Uh, and on the other hand, the last two times, or I think three times my husband got deployed, <laughs> it was in official... You know, 
peace time, uh, I would say it. And uh, we heard like five days in advance or <laughs> a week in advance. Uh, so you never know. And he was really afraid. One boy was really afraid that uh, he turned 18. <sighs> he already got a letter uh, a few weeks ago that, you know, he would be... Uh, Officially, uh, he doesn't have to join the military because we don't have a, um, yeah, I don't know how you call it, when you're 18 and in the old days, that was the, the age that you had to join the army. That's not the case anymore. But he was just really worried. Uh, and he's 18. So, uh, how do you help your kids? Especially when they're anxious. How much and how you're going to tell what's going on, of course, can depend on where you're at in the world and how old your child is. So if you have a really young kid, visualize it. You know, grab a globe. Show them where the Ukraine is and where you are located. This is not only helpful if you're a bit further away, uh, uh, like in America or Australia, it, it's also helpful if you're in Europe and you can show them how big that country is and where Russia is and it can help them grasp, so to say, uh, the country grasp the distance. It helps them visualize and with that sometimes just feel in control a little bit. Of course they're not, but just knowing a bit can help your kid feel a bit in control of his own emotions at least. So you have a young kid, keep it simple. Just tell them that there is a bad man and he wants to be the boss of everybody. He already has a big land, but he even wants more. Reminds me of this fairy tale or fairy tale children's book about a little, I think, caterpillar that's wanting to eat and eat and eat. <laughs> anyway, you know, if you have a young kid, uh, like say kindergarten, uh, maybe even younger, but they do realize, do see, do notice, and have questions, just keep it simple. You know, saying somebody is a bad man and wants to be the boss of everybody, can be enough. Should be enough in most cases. Uh, do check out some countries in the world, uh, like the Netherlands, have special uh, news uh, geared towards children. So uh, they talk about what's going on, uh, from war subjects to global warming, for instance, but to explain it in the language of your kid. Uh, so check out if you have something like that available or if there's something yeah, on YouTube about this that you could use. Uh, if you have an older kid, again, grab that globe. It really helped us with Wonder Boy to show them, you know, if you have a globe, you can see way better the distances and, and yeah, help them grasp 
where the country actually is and how big it is and where it is compared to us and, and friends, things like that. And especially, you know, if you are <laughs> on the other side of the world, it can really help your anxious teenager to see that it's really, really, really far away. And yet again, if it's, you know, you're situated in Europe, uh, you can sometimes, depending, of course, on the IQ and uh, your speci- the special needs of your kid, uh, especially when, it's, when we're dealing with mental issues, uh, the IQ issues, it can help, you know, if you talk about distances in a way of... <sighs> So many days, so many flights, so many television episodes uh, to to help them grasp what the different the distance is between certain countries. So, next step when you have an older kid, bring in the history. Because you know, Putin is referring to the old Russian Empire, so to say, and. and Show them, explain to them, you know, especially when they're a little bit older, they will probably Google it as well. Check out what they're Googling because there's so much misinformation out there. But you can talk about the history. So how did it look like 30 years ago or 50 years ago? Or why does he want that country and that country talk about different groups of people? Uh, in in different kind of countries and that for instance Putin uses that as an excuse to invade so bring in the history then also you can talk about uh, a lot of kids you see now but the question well why don't we send troops or uh, why do they have way more troops than us Talk about uh, the Western non-military approach versus the non-Western military first approach. Here in uh, the Western world, we see military involvement as the very, 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 very last resort. You know, the very last thing you do. In a lot of countries, they see it as the first thing you use to get control of a situation and that's a big cultural difference with a lot of you know what 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 can have a major impact and that's why sometimes or sometimes why we often clash with uh, countries where there's a yeah more like a military uh, dictatorship it can really, you know, uh, we can think in the West, in, in, in the Western part of the world, uh, that how we live, that's the only way. And that's, that's, you should always talk. But if you're, the opposite party isn't like that. <laughs> Doesn't see why you should talk with minorities. You know, it's kind of hard to talk if you're both looking at it from a totally different point of view. Anyway, I'm, I'm diving into a rabbit hole, but what I wanted to say, it's important to, to talk about your kid, about, you know, 
history, but also the Western non-military approach versus the non-Western military first approach, what a lot of countries unfortunately still have. Uh, they first use violence and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, they first use violence uh, while we try to uh, use this our very last thing. So if you have a little uh, a peacekeeper at home or a little, you know, we're talking about all the kids now and they're, they're asking why is NATO not involved? Explain them what uh, what the consequences perhaps would be if NATO would be involved. You know uh, what the consequences would it would be because if we would get involved, if NATO would get involved, uh, it doesn't make the situation in the Ukraine any better because the fight will be will only intensify there. There is no easy solution. There is no easy answer. But, you know, uh, talking about it, letting your kid express his fear or let your kid, if he has questions, she has questions, let them ask. Ask them what they think about it, what their worries are. Don't, you know, go all, oh, it will be all right, or Hush, it's, it's not important. Yes, it is. And, you know, and you can't promise it will be all right. But you can acknowledge their feelings. You know, like I said in the beginning, fear is often based. Not based, but fed by, you know, not knowing. So if you have a kid that's already a bit anxious... And you're desperately trying to keep them in the dark, you know, trying to protect them. And that's totally understandable. But if they see that people are nervous and whispering to each other and the moment they enter a room, the conversation stops or the radio or TV is turned off, it will only make them more anxious because they will be like, oh, there is... A really big bad thing going on. It's it apparently it's so scary I can't even hear about it. So you will only make it worse. So should you talk about war with your kid? Yes. How you do that really depends on the age. Uh, keep it simple. Uh, When you have an older kid, double check information, you know, just, you know, because if you just Google, (laughs) the chances that you hit misinformation is really big, but help them understand, acknowledge their feelings, let them talk about their worries. Don't hush it down. Don't go, oh, it will be all right. Uh, Let them talk. Maybe you can also in the conversation talk about how you feel about it. But, you know, explain. And when they're really small, you can just keep it at, there's a really bad man that wants to be the boss of everybody. And when your kid is like a teenager, you can go way more into the the, the history details of that region. Uh, 
the Western non-military approach versus the non-Western military first approach. Um, uh, why NATO isn't getting involved or things like that. It really depends, of course, on the IQ and the special needs of your child, the age of your child. But do. Please talk about war with your child. Because there's nothing worse than being kept in the dark while you're desperately trying to gather information so you can grasp it. Whether you're 4, 12 or 17. That was it for this sad but necessary subject. If you have any questions, please let me know. You know, shoot me a DM. Uh, rate and like this video because it will help other special needs parents that are dealing with this, you know, struggling with this question as well. Find this uh, uh, podcast uh, and maybe it can help them, therefore, a little bit as well to touch this and discuss this difficult subject. That was it for today. Stay safe, stay sane and stay happy. Bye. This was today's episode of the Special Needs Superman podcast. Enjoyed your mental glass of wine? If so, please subscribe, rate and review the show and recommend the podcast to other special needs supermoms you know could use that mental glass of wine as well. Until next time, fellow supermoms. Cheers, Nadine.